thanks for calling. Even though we have spent the past few hundred years pulling things and ourselves apart, trying to figure out how they and we work, we aren't really much closer to understanding how complex systems function. The basic premise that underlies much of our collective investigation is that we are rational, logical beings and we can figure out complex systems by locating and identifying all their components. Like other complex systems where we can see the components but not all the relationships, societies and our brains are emergent systems. If we want to understand how we make decisions and how people influence each other, we have to focus on the relationship between the specific components rather than the components themselves. We don't really use our rational brain that much at all. Instead, we rely on our emotional brains for most decisions. When we weigh up between multiple choices, we don't carefully weigh up the options and then come to a conclusion, no matter how appealing that sounds as an explanation. Instead, we tend to use mental shortcuts, many of which are inaccurate and can mislead us. For any given decision, of which we make many on a moment-to-moment basis, our non-conscious brain does a staggering amount of invisible analysis, which then generates a feeling to our conscious brain. Our poor, overloaded, conscious brain, meanwhile, is struggling with all the information it has to process and gratefully receives this coded feeling information from the emotional brain to make a decision. So, no matter how coldly rational we think we are, decisions are, to a large extent, dependent upon emotion, how we feel about a particular situation. Once we begin to understand this, it starts to alter how we think about changing behaviour. What we used to think of as a rational decision-making process of following a series of if-then processes simply isn't how people make choices. We tend to overestimate the power and importance of the conscious brain. This also explains why we are sometimes bewildered by the behaviour of other people and sometimes our own actions. We assume that we can predict their behaviour or even our own behaviour by applying logical rules. However, most behaviour is driven by non-conscious processes in the brain that we cannot access. Ever since I was an undergraduate, I have maintained that most of what we do to explain our behaviour is a post-hoc rationalisation after the fact. Most of us cannot explain why we do what we do, why we decide what we decide, or how we will behave in the future. We explain what we do to maintain or change a story of ourselves and in order to maintain a coherent self in our eyes and in the eyes and minds of others. As we travel through life, we use our unique experiences to build up a pattern of how the world works or how we work in that world of objects and other selves. We store these patterns as neural networks because all our experiences are unique. Even if we are twins, our patterns are different. These patterns have a massive influence over our behavior and what we attend to when making decisions. 
Our brains have evolved to scan our environments for threat. Because of this, new or unexpected things, things that don't fit into our patterns of expectation of how the world should be, capture our attention very effectively. In fact, not only do our brains scan for the unexpected, they positively thirst for it. The reason for this constant search for patterns and our attention by be, being grabbed by things that do not fit our patterns is that our brains find it difficult to deal with random occurrences. When we see clouds, we see objects in them, a dolphin, a monkey. When we see a set of lights blinking randomly, when music is playing, we think they are beating in time to that music. Our brains look for patterns and check to see if we can we can find a match with patterns that we already hold in memory. When we don't find a match, the brain recalibrates and stores new patterns, or it tries to integrate the new observations into already existing patterns. That way, it takes less work, and we can easily accommodate and assimilate new information without the threat of disrupting old patterns and ways of seeing the world. When we try to make choices, the way we make those decisions is determined by the number of options and the number of variables we have to consider. Our conscious mind is best when there are few choices and few variables. But increasingly often in our lives today, we are faced with choices where we have many options to choose from and a lot of variables to make sense of. When things aren't clear, where we have many pieces of incoming information, that's when our non-conscious brain makes better decisions. When we have too much information for our rational brain to make sense of, it usually draws upon a subset of information to base its decision on. Unfortunately, we aren't always aware that this is going on. Say you're choosing a car. If you weren't very experienced at this, and you didn't have an experience pattern to draw upon from your non-conscious brain, your rational conscious brain might base its decision on a variable that isn't very important, like the colour of the seats. Research seems to indicate that our conscious brain can only process fewer than 10 variables, and in some cases, only about 4. This is far fewer than the number of variables we have to consider in most situations. People often do better after looking at a choice and making an immediate decision when their more emotionally based non-conscious brain processes the current information and integrates it with past experience and decides, rather than studying the problem over days, weeks and months, hoping that their rational brain will consciously be able to decide. Of course, there is a counter view that it is better to think than blink, or make a snap judgment, but my sense is that a gut feeling is there for a reason. We have neuronal pathways from our guts that go way back into our evolutionary history, when the thing that made us feel bad was most likely something we ate, and the way to stop feeling bad was to purge the offending material out. Our gut reacting badly is a signal that we are feeling upset. And if rationally, even if we can't see what that threat is, our wiring or non-conscious nervous system is telling us something different. Thanks.
Thanks for calling. See you again next time.